When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess. For elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. This is author Brian J. Kennard, author of Sean Delaney's Hellbox, and also creator of the graphic novel series, The Villicon Chronicles. And you're listening to Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Take it away, guys. Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 107, aptly titled Bang, Bang, You. <laughs> oh, man. You got to love that one, huh? Third Kiss songs. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to get into this. It's going to be good. <laughs> oh. Do you remember when we did the, the last one? So what are you going to do? Uh, the fourth song, the fifth? Yes. 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 And we're going to explain to you why we're doing this. It's There's a reason why we're doing this. We'll get into that. Yes. There is? Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, how's it going? It's going. You know, hanging in there. Just same old shit. It's just me and you this week. You know, after the uh, blockbuster episode last week, it's just me and you hanging out here. Yeah. Nothing new today, huh? Pretty slow day. Uh, What? <laughs> January 20th? Yeah. Slow news day. <laughs> nothing going yep. on. Nothing going on. Nope. Nothing in the news. Yeah. Nope. Basic day. Woohoo! Sorry. I've been waiting four years to do that. 
I know. Yell at me. Go. Yes. No, no, no no. politics on this show. No, 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 I'm I'm excited that we got some, you know, a a fresh young face (laughs) hasn't been in politics. Fresh ideas for the country. It's, It's it's an exciting time to be an American right now. It's very exciting. Better but it's even more exciting to be a shouted out loudcaster. I was going to say better than a fucking dumpster fire. Anyway, no politics on this show because <laughs> I, think, me, people, I yeah. think people already know it's okay. Well, listen, I think we should have another spinoff of this show. The fucking uh, Beltway Boys Pot 2. No, we bring back Hannity and Combs. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm not fucking Combs. Rest that, in peace. Yeah. He looked like fucking a combo of, of Skeletor and fucking uh, the Watcher from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. No, he looked like the guy from Raiders of the Lost Ark who <laughs> looks into the thing and his fell's face melts off. That's who he looked like. He was the worst buffoon on that. <laughs> and then Bill Rock. Oh, come on, Combs. Oh God. Those shows, now when you look back, they were like fucking parodies. Yeah, that's <laughs> he used to yell. Bill O'Reilly would yell at people on his show and he he called them by their last name. Everybody by their last name. Everybody. So condescending. <laughs> oh, all, right, all right. Yeah, that's a good one, Perino. Okay. Good, nice idea. <laughs> who was who was that fat Democrat guy? <laughs> That had the suspenders. Oh, Bill. Um, <laughs> Bob Beckel. Bob Beckel. <laughs> Bob. I was going to say Bill Barr. That's another fat guy. <laughs> Who was the Beltway Boys besides the whitest man in America? It was Mort Kondrakin. Who was the other guy? Um, it was the Some guy who. Barnes. Phil Barnes. Something like that. What was his name? Uh. Fred Barnes. Fred Barnes. <laughs> Mort and Fred. Mort Kondraki and Fred Barnes. The Beltway Boys. <laughs> Flashbacks to Fred Cusick going, coming up next, Moesha and homeboys from out of space. Seriously, Fred Cusick is the sports version of Mort Kondraki. Like, <laughs> The whitest, straightest guy on TV. And then we had Philbo. What did Philbo used to say? Do you remember? What? Fat About- chicks take the bus? <laughs> no, no, besides, <laughs> hey, fat chicks take the bus. I don't even know what that fucking meant. Oh, the other. He would say that. Oh, when he would be at a bar, be like, yeah, uh, give me a round of Bud Lights and one Bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he used to say, he'd be like, Fred Cusack. Oh, that guy's wicked gay. He's got like five <laughs> boyfriends in the and down in Southie. I'm like, dude, why the fuck? He is the most beloved grandfather figure to all sports people in New England. Why the fuck are you making up rumors about this guy who's happily married for like 60 years with a but million he, grandkids? But he would say it with a straight face. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. No, I saw him. I saw him in Southie. He's gay. Yeah, in fucking yeah. Southie. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and uh, him and him and Johnny Busick. Yeah, the gay. <laughs> Yeah, him and Pie McKenzie, I heard. <laughs> Fucking just most asinine rumors and stories you would make up. See, like, this is the spinoff show, us reporting on old TV personalities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the spinoff show needs to be us talking politics, where we yell at each other and make fun of the people on TV. 
we could just do we're doing that right now, pretty much. Or no better yet, do do what we normally do when we talk politics. Be like, ooh, fucking what's her name from fucking MSNBC or ooh, that chick from fucking Fox. Oh. <laughs> or we could tell people what we were doing before we hit record tonight. What were we doing? Jerking off? What? <laughs> now, now, my short-term memory is scaring me because I'm like, what? What were we doing? What? Searching for old pictures of Shaq coming out of the ocean? <laughs> okay, somebody needs to find this for us. It's a picture that exists. <laughs> okay, for our teaser, we're talking about. We're like, oh, something with three, and we're like, oh, what is a tripod? A guy with a big. I was like, yeah, like when we were in college, there was a photo of Shaq. And he was in, I think it was an SI. Yeah. He was coming out of the water. And yeah. he had these like blue shorts on. And his fucking, he had like a, what do you call it? Like a, a fucking pine tree coming down of his it, leg. It, it, it looked like it was a, his, yeah, it looked like he had a piece of driftwood stuck in his bathing suit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like coming out of the water. I was like, how is this photo fucking not pornography? It was fucking awful. His like leg, and there was this big fucking huge log coming out from the side. It was like a French baguette. <laughs> his huge puffery coming out of his blue wadded shorts coming out of the pool. Like, how the fuck are you focusing on anything else? Like, oh my god! See if this. Like- see, this is what happens when we don't have a guest on. We, we just totally lose focus on everything. <laughs> Like, that's what we were thinking about. I'm like, yeah, let's find that. That will be our fucking teaser. Yeah, because it looks like he's a tripod. Like, <laughs> fucking Shaq. Shaq looks like a bar stool coming out of the fucking ocean. Shaq's long. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. And we try to get Murph to find it for us. Now, mind you. If it's found before this episode, you'd be like, what are you talking about? You did use that as a teaser. Yeah. So, but who knows? Yeah. Murph is the resident shout out loudcast research. Yeah. <laughs> Murph, he's like, I'm already on it. <laughs> oh, my God. All oh, right. Holy well, shit. That's how we came up with our topic. Yeah. And, um, so one of the things we want to do is before we start any episode, we just want to give, you know, a quick shout out to our new Patreon fans. And that is, uh, we got a few more this week, Tom. Uh, so we have Ray Magnoni. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Just call him Heavy Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray Great Woods Heavy Mayo Magnone or Magnoni. I can't wait for him to correct me. You will. Um, Todd Hughes, Scott, and Nige Savage. Boys, thank you. So much appreciated. Uh, Again, Patreon is our new um, app that we've started, which is, you know, it helps contribute to the show if you want to help us out. And um, we've already, the you know, our, our expectations have already been blown. Absolutely. We can't thank you guys enough. Um, anything that you guys can do to contribute, you know, you can check out our, our Patreon page. There's multiple tiers to contribute. Anything you guys are interested in, the money goes into the show to 
to pay for, you know, new equipment or new recording devices or portable things that we might be able to use for research. Yeah, right. Research materials, different things. It, it's going into the show and we can't thank you guys enough for all the people that have contributed so far. It's uh, it's it's very exciting for us. So thank you. Yeah. And, you know, so far, it's pretty cool because we, we have um, we have posts that are in there that it's only us just talking. Yep. We, uh, you know, they get the feedback. They get the early episode information. They're, um, you know, and they get a couple perks that we send their way. Yep. So if you're interested in it, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. You can see the link in our episodes, always in uh, the episode information. It's always there. Or you can just download the app, Patreon. You can find us there. Maybe there's another artist that you're interested in. But anyways, uh, we appreciate it. Anything you can do is always appreciated. And thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Tom, you know what we usually do? We go into feedback. Last week's episode was quite a blockbuster one. We were excited to have the legendary Anthrax drummer, the great Charlie Benanti, and of course, our favorite Chris Jericho joining us once again for another Kiss Draft. We love the drafts, and we love when we have multiple people on the drafts. It just makes it awesome. And this one was the ultimate set list draft. Uh, it was great. And we posted, you know, we, the episode poll was that vote for your favorite set list. We posted the list. Everybody voted. Look, I knew I was going to take a beating here because my closer was a curveball. I get that. Charlie, Charlie won 49%. Chris must have been a little late to the game with his minions because usually the, the Jericho burner accounts take over on these polls. He only got 27%. Zeus with 16 and I was down at eight. So look, all the set lists are, were were awesome. I would take any of any of the four were, were awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh and again, I, you know, I know my closer was a little bit of a curveball and I'm sure people like what the fuck is that? Although there were a few comments people were like, "Wow, that's kind of d- cool and different." People loved Charlie cuz it was classic kiss. So that was a, that was a ton of fun there. Yeah. No, I thought uh I thought <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh it, 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 what was funny is like Jericho was in third. And I'm like, "Yeah, the only reason is cuz he hasn't tweeted it out yet." To his minions, and then as soon as he did, I got dropped in a second, and he was beaten on Charlie's door there for a while. Uh, I thought he was going to take him over. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie did another retweet, and I think once Charlie did another retweet, I think that's when he took over. He ran away with it. Yeah, his friend over there at uh, Butcher Babies, (laughs) Carla. Oh, yeah. He said, I don't see tears are falling or heaven's on fire list. It just reminds me. I wanted to bring this up, Tom. He goes, I don't know those songs. <laughs> and I think, they, and, I think he's serious. And there, I think, may be the comment of the week by Charlie <laughs> Bonanti. I don't know those songs. <laughs> not only do you not know them, you were on that tour on, for those songs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but Anthrax Among the Living had nothing in common with Kiss Crazy Nights. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I, I just know. found that awesome. And so then Charlie all of a sudden just pulled away after those two oh, uh, yeah. were talking about it and stuff. So great for Charlie. Good. Uh, that was awesome. Yep. But uh, tell us more about the polls, Tom. Sorry yes. to interrupt. No, no, no. Jump in, of course. Uh, so tons of comments, tons of feedback. Um, Twisted Kister. I had to do the SIOL mathematical computation to decide. I threw out Charlie's due to the bias involved of heaven. Like it was all classic kiss all respect. It just isn't my kiss. Wow. 
Uh, Kiss won, uh, Zeus won seven of the matchups. Tom and Chris won four each. So he was doing like a little battle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, Tom Olaf, Mr. Speed and Flaming Youth on the same set list. Charlie gets my vote. Um, Uncle Pauly, I'm going with Jericho. Not to kiss the ass of a world champ, but he's got I Stole Your Love, Charisma, Strange Ways, and War Machine. Another great episode. Awesome guest. Great subject. You guys never disappoint. Uh, Bruno McDonald says Tom by Miles because he includes a good creature song, a good lick it up song, a good elder song, Love Gun, and Psycho Circus. He doesn't include Flaming Youth or Domino, which would be jostled only by Love Him and Leave Him and Great Expectations in my most loathed kiss songs. And he has sure no something. Okay, Bruno. Thanks, buddy. Um, Neil Lipton said, as soon as I saw King of the Nighttime World, I knew we had a winner. Zeus. Um, Todd Harrig, the newbie gets my vote. Congrats, Charlie. Uh, DG from Tennessee says, Jericho burner account here. He did include strange ways. <laughs> uh, Party man. I'm with Chris on this one. Perfect mix between surprises and songs played live a zillion times. Sean DeHaan had to go with Chris. He had the guts to throw hate in there. Was thinking the exact same thing. Another fun episode. You become the go-to kiss podcast. Then Zeus, you chimed in and said, the correct answer is whoever has black diamond, which was you. Nicholas Gratton responded. That's why I went with you. Uh, Carla. Oh, we already read Carla Harvey. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Then Tony chimed in our buddy, Tony from restraining goes, I'm pretty sure Charlie stopped listening to kiss after creatures of the night. <laughs> Um, ah, that's awesome. Uh, Billy Thomas voted for Chris, uh, but Zeus ended strong. It was a tough choice. Rod Elson said, I picked Tom because of the oath. Ooh, all right. It's, um, uh, yep. Uh, hateful case without having heard a word yet. I can safely say I'll vote for whoever put war machine on their list. Double Monday said, if Charlie could steal watching you and add it to his set list, it might be perfect. Uh, then Ryan Cannon had a good comment. He says, wait, how does Charlie not have Parasite on his list? The Anthrax did an amazing cover. His is still the strongest, even though he has cold gin. Because uh, I must say this, Tom, because he came out of nowhere and picked Rockin' in the USA at number two. Well, no, not only that. It's also, remember, I had the fourth pick, so. That's my point. You I, took that. I took man. Parasite. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. He probably was, didn't think anybody would grab it and maybe he had a chance afterwards. That's yeah, why. picking Rockin' USA number two. First of all, picking that song at all was a yes, shocker, let alone that number was, two. That was definitely the, the head scratcher for me. Yeah. Um, our, our buddy Sonny Pooney, not a burner account, the real Sonny Pooney. <laughs> he said, um, I'd rather go with I am I'd rather go to the I the Chris Jericho show for songs one through eight, and then I would attend Charlie's show from songs nine through fifteen. But since that wasn't a choice, I'll go with Jericho. I was going to say Jericho would yell at you. Well, that's not it. You can't do that. You can't that's do not that. Allowed. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> you're an idiot. Yeah, that's not allowed. What are you doing? Breaking the rules. Hey, Sonny Pooney, <laughs> what a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> uh, I love it louder. Zeus crushed this one. Uh, you got a lot of comments that didn't translate into votes for some reason. But you got a lot of comments. How did you? The one that didn't get many comments was Jericho, yet he finished number two. I know. Charlie Gra- got a lot. Yeah, Graham Richley, love the episode. You all chose excellent set lists. I voted for Charlie. He had more deep cuts from the classic lineup. Tom was always going to struggle with the fourth pick for the closer, but Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> hey, look, all you kiss sheep out there, 
that want me to pick shout it out loud or all these other little, you know, little basic closers. Too bad. I vote for me. I pick my list for me, not for you. So screw. Anyways, um, Trace Johnson. It's so close. All our great sets. And then he uh, contributed his set list opened with. I stole your love and close of black diamond. That's always perfect. Our buddy Jack Skellington said Zeus, although he did, although he did like the fact that I picked hooligan. Yeah, but he also spelled it the Spanish version. Zuez. <laughs> what about this one right underneath it? Go ahead. <laughs> A sunny pony burner account alert. Horny women love rock. Zeus all the way. Yeah. Where's ranch hand Joey when we need him? Where's that burner account? <laughs> Or save rock and metal. Yeah. Well, what's this other one that he has? I don't know. I can't uh, I keep, keep track of them all. I don't know. And then we got Stuart H. I was slightly leaning towards Zeus's list, and I saw tomorrow and tonight, and the argument was one. Yeah, you stole that from me. Then our buddy Zandon Black chimes in and says, I don't like any of your lists. So then yeah. I responded and said, that begs the famous shout it out loud question. Do you even like Kiss? How can you know? I liked all these lists. I thought they were all awesome. Who? Like, what list would you be like, yeah, I don't want to hear those. Then you don't like Kiss. What are you talking about? What every, other songs is really missing? Every list is, I thought, it was probably the first draft we've ever done where I was like, I could take any of these lists. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, you don't have Gimme More on here, Tom. <laughs> this is the worst fucking <laughs> song and Lick It Up. We'll get to that. Steve DeWood, Zeus Gets My Vote, Rocket Ride, Know Where to Run, and Turn on the Night. That definitely, it's a good one. Corey Thomas, Hard Choice Between Zeus and Jericho. Great podcast. Uh, our buddy Tony again. Zeus's list is the only one with no duds. I got to go with Zeus this time. I never, and I had a reply. Go is ahead. This, wait, is this really Tony? Yep. I've it's- never heard kind words from Tony on social media. He is a kind and handsome fellow, but <laughs> he is not very kind to me online. But we love him. And Absolutely. don't forget to uh, pick up Restrain's new album, God of War. It's an awesome job. Those fuck yep. that album rocks, especially the first couple songs. Oh, yep, great stuff. Our buddy Bill Sharp, uh, with the majority of hits and concert staples taken. Uh, so then I like what he did because Bill picks a set list off of the remaining songs, which I thought was interesting. So he created like his own set list of what which, which was remaining, which was pretty interesting. He opened with Rise to It, ended with Shout It Out Loud. But he had magic touch in there, almost human, fits like a glove, speeding back to my baby. That's a pretty cool, uh, that's has, a cool one. He has a lot of like mid-tempo to slower songs. Tears are falling, Beth, yep, uh, forever. forever, hard luck woman, magic touch. It might it might struggle it might struggle live, but I like the list though. Let me know, plaster caster. This is not really rock. Great songs, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Alessandro Rourke, Charlie included All American Man. That's a game changer. Shame on Kiss for never embracing that song. One of my favorites. Then our buddy Nige, tough, but Tom's by a nose, has three of my top five Kiss songs with Do You Love Me, Come On and Love Me, and Sure Know Something. <laughs> this is great. And he helpfully included a bathroom break with Hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> and I like this. And an early exit strategy with I Pledge Allegiance. <laughs> Oh, man. See, that's okay. I'll take the beating. 
Uh, and then we got wait wait. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. His, what was his last line though? We got to give we got to give props to Charlie. Oh, and then he says, "P.S. Anthrax rules. First band I ever saw live, 1986, with Metallica. That's pretty kick ass." Yeah. Uh, and then we got low notes and hate. Okay, he says, "Ugh, all these lists are not very good." But the nod goes to Zeus based on being the only list having Firehouse. How would the what's wrong what is, with these people? Like <laughs> how would I don't understand that? I, I, it's not like we pick like th- th- I don't know. I don't understand that. But I, I guess have, uh, a couple that I want to get into too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to finish that thought. Like, yeah, it's not like we were picking deep cuts. These are all great songs with deep, uh, like deep cuts included in some of these set lists. Exactly. What are you talking about. Right. We all kind of hit the gamut of all the great songs. I mean, I, we took what? a couple. We we took a couple shots with deep cut with a with a few off off. Absolutely. The, but for the most part, it was like you know, it was. I thought Each it was great. Set list had a couple deep cuts. You got rocking in USA, uh, flaming youth, and America, all American man, all the way for Charlie. Yep. Um, Jericho takes charisma a million to one. Strange ways hate. I had taken take it off, nowhere to run, mainline, it's all right. Tom, you took not for the innocent, the oath, hooligan, you should get penalized for, radioactive, and I pledge allegiance. I'm like, never Every- mind all the other big right. love, love kiss songs we took, but there's deep cuts in here. Yep. No, you're right. You're right. I don't understand. Oh, and then there's the last couple ones here, Tom. Uh, lovely Lance Lumley. I love that Charlie picked Mr. Speed, but I say Zeus wins for not only putting Mainline, but Turn on the Night. You guys know how much I love Crazy Nights album. Ending with Tomorrow and Tonight sealed it. The only thing missing is Shandy. Oh, boy. And I wrote back, you ruined a perfect post by adding Shandy. <laughs> Like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, yeah, oh. No. I still can't believe you stole tomorrow and tonight. I never thought you'd take that. That was my closer from the get-go. That's an opener. I, you know, I mean, what well, else no, I know. Gonna go? I, no, I and know. I like it so much better than Creatures of the Night. Oh, no, um, I know. Uh, Graham Richley had written, too. Here's an idea. Next time, put the poll out before the episode is aired. So voters don't know whose list is who. That should even the playing field. I'm sure Jericho would agree. Yeah, I, it's if Jericho right? kill, if if Jericho crushed the poll this time, I'd might agree. Yeah, Zim, I want to change my choice to Tom, please. Strutter. Oh, great! So now the poll goes. Now I get eight point one percent of the votes. <laughs> Deuce. For me, it's a heavyweight fight between Charlie and Zeus. Charlie hits hard with rip out, rip it out, Mister Speed, and love him and leave him. Yep. Zeus lands body blow after body blow, body blow, body blow. Uppercut, knock him out, knock him out. <laughs> where, where is Fat Doc on the bicycle chasing him? Well, <laughs> where's Piston Hurricane, also known as Tony Dungy? <laughs> no, no, you're thinking of Soda Popinski. Oh, I'm sorry, Soda okay. Popinski. That's it's, Tony Dungy. Soda Popinski is definitely Tony Dungy. Yes. It's taken exactly from him. Or yes. my other favorite, Sandman. Sandman. Or, or, or Bull. Yeah, but you're also forgetting about Don Flamenco. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Glass Tiger? 
<laughs> no, that's the band. You you talk about Glass Joe. No, I thought it was Glass Joe. Glass What's Tiger. <laughs> the guy that had the turban and the diamond was oh, all off. Oh, oh. Wasn't his name Glass Tiger? <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> I thought you were talking about the the opening guy, the green guy, Glass Joe. No, 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 no. 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 See, now I'm going to pull this up. Glass Tiger? He had the diamond. It would, no, it I know was exactly who he is. Yeah, and, and, and that and that's how you fought him. You had to wait for like his little the little jewel to like light up. And just like the jerk of he'd go, and I go. I'm looking at it right now. Bald bull. He came oh, right it. after. He came right after Glass Joe. I think he was the substitute for Piston Hurricane. Because <laughs> Piston, Piston, Piston Hurricane. Not yeah, pissing and, Inferno, and then there was another. Arcade. Then they then they had a they did a re they did like a re because there was a difference between the arcade version and the home yes. version because it was Piston Honda. Remember yeah, him? Piston Honda. He was the Japanese guy. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not Piston Hurricane. See, right now online it says his name is the Great Tiger, not oh, Glass. The yeah. Tiger, not Glass Tiger. <laughs> Glass Tiger. The Glass Tiger is the band that did. Don't forget me. Isn't that their song? Yes, it is. I'm glad you sang it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, body blow, body blow, two uppercuts, and a left hook with the encores. Zeus wins this one. Oh, yeah, Deuce. We'll get back to you a little bit later. Thank you, buddy. Nice job. How do we do on the rest of the, the Twitter stuff? Uh, so episode specific, we got a couple comments here. Uh, this is a funny one from MD. Jericho ripping into Zeus never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me; it's the rest of us. He did it to Tom the the previous time. Uh, it's he's all he always rips into one of us. It's like it's, seriously, it's like doing like a podcast with like an adult, like a real adult in the room. <laughs> but he was he was fun, happy, jovial Jericho. This oh yeah, it, it was good mood, Chris, and with Charlie. Yeah. Uh, now our buddy Murph, highly entertaining episode. Oh yeah, uh, Steve DeWood, great episode. Worth it for Charlie's kiss stories alone. Jr. See, this is what I love. Those who don't like hooligan just don't appreciate the deep, thoughtful poetry from a guy who dropped out of school at twenty-two. <laughs> um, and then our good friend Steve, as always, T and Z never disappoint. I love these drafts episodes. More great guests with Charlie, and great that we have Jericho to make sure the rules are adhered to properly. <laughs> Charlie's story about Paul is hysterical. Great work, guys. Then our buddy Joel Hoffman. This was great. He picked up that line from Charlie. When uh, Charlie goes, I like the way Peter's solo album sounds. I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, then Corey Thomas. Love this episode. Keep up the greatness. Oh, wait. We got one here, too, uh, from Gun87. I just watched Charlie in a rerun of that metal show. Oh, I used to love that show with uh, Eddie Trunk, Don Jameson, and um, Stewart from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, I said Eddie Trunk. I know uh, oh. Don Jameson, and I'm uh, I'm skipping. I'm I'm forgetting the other guy's name, and people are gonna I'm gonna forget about it. But that's awful. But uh, no, that was that was a, that was that show was amazing. We had such a that was an awesome one. Jim Florentine, that was the other guy. So uh, I actually remember that episode when Charlie was on that um, back when Stuart was a lot of fun talking about rock and metal. But anyways, what do we got on Facebook? Ah, oh, Facebook. Let's uh, let's change it up a little real quick on the Loudcasters. That's our group page. Come join. It's a lot of fun. A lot of different stuff. People posting about kiss there. It's a non toxic kiss group page. Um, 
Graham Richley, fantastic episode as ever with absolute killer set list. Great job, guys. Although not dotted with as many obscure songs, this was one of my favorite Kiss, Kiss concerts of all time. When I saw them in a small theater in Sydney with around 3,500 diehard fans and a, slet, a set list that includes all the way, come on and love me, going blind, and heaps more. Check it out. Wow. Holy smokes. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Tom, you replied to him there. And then on our Facebook page, Brad Rustoven. Great show. You guys are coming out of the gates very strong in 2021. Nice try, Zeus. You can't change the rules midstream <laughs> after the other three participants have already chosen obvious openers. Happy laughing emoji. Fuck you. Because oh. that's not what I did. We said it before we went on the air that you can choose whatever you want. If you want to do three openers, there's really only four openers, we're saying. Or if you right. want to take a closer, or if you want to do whatever, whatever you want to do. We never said, well, let's start song one as this. And then as soon as I picked it, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Uncle Jericho came out and started yelling at me. Which I'm glad he did because he's right. He's not right. He's he's right because he was our guest. How's that? No, all right, that's true. That's By true. the way, King of the Nighttime World not only matches well in your second slot, your one-two punch is exactly what they used on the reunion tour in 96 to 97. Yep. Uh, regarding Unholy Live... I don't think they've ever captured the feel or the balls of the studio version. I've never seen Gene do the vocal delivery justice. I've always heard, and we've talked about this previous episodes, that they can't, for some reason, singing it and playing the bass, it's a little complicated, and they never can get it done right for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they did it on a live three. I thought it was good, but I know, I know what he's saying. It's different than the studio. Yeah, I guess it was in the studio, probably. On a live oh, three. come on now. Regarding the Chicago Open Ear Show, Charlie mentioned I was there The lineup of that Friday night of the festival was unreal Anthrax, Megadeth, Rob Zombie And Kiss While Kiss was good I don't think their sound was as full Sounding as those other bands And Paul was struggling Unfortunately He was struggling I want to kiss you I couldn't care less about the team struggling Interesting Yeah Uh, uh, Here we go Buddy Kevin Jepsen After seeing all the set lists side by side, it's a toss-up between Charlie and Zeus. I think Zeus has the edge because nowhere to run. And he wrote another fun one. Love Charlie. One of the best drummers of our time. Met him at the Chicago End of the Road Tour. Such a nice guy. Love all the lists. Hard to argue with any of them. And then he put a picture of him with Charlie. Yep. Um, Very cool. Yep. Virgil Stay. I'd love to hear you read your feedback. Great discussion with Charlie and Chris. I was with Chris in understanding how the picks were went to occur from songs one through 15 finale of the concert. Good stuff all. Kiss Chris's ass. He oh, here we go. Here we go. That. Rick Rera. Looking forward to it. Okay. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Chair number two. We read in a minute. Um, Aaron Martell. You guys are on a roll. Jericho, Bruce Kulick, Charlie Bonanti, amazing. And thank you for the shout-out to our show. Very appreciated. Absolutely. The Ridiculous Rock Record Review Podcast. 
look, we're all podcasters. It's a family out there. Anytime we we're you know we become we, you've heard us become friends with the guys from Growing Up Rock and and Potter Than Hell and all these other shows that are out there. That you know, Aaron's a great guy and he's got a great show. So why not give a shout out here and there when we're talking about you know this kind of stuff? We're all in it together. Yeah, we say this all the time. We, we have no enemies out there. Nope. We uh, we we promote all these other guys. It's like a bunch of families out there. You might like us for our sense of humor. You might not like us because our sense of humor. Uh, you might like another one that's more methodical or more like uh, serious about the subject. It depends on your mood. You can listen to an episode that we do on something and uh, listen to an episode from some other podcast on something else. It's okay. Our, we're we're big boys. We can handle it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yep. Every time you do listen, we appreciate it. So thank you, Aaron. Yep. Let's go over to YouTube, Tom. Anthony Stratatis. Yeah. He, he, he might get the Greek theme taken away from Costa if Costa doesn't step up. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good so, Greek name. Yeah. Another classic episode. Loved it, especially when Zeus went all Paul Heyman style. He loves to call me Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman yep. <laughs> yeah, and picked Black Diamond as his potential <laughs> opener. And Jericho laid the smackdown on Zeus. That was fucking awesome for me. What do you fucking hate me or something? Why is no, that but awesome I, for you? Hey, I love you too, but that was great watching you guys battle it out. And, and, it, and it was great. Poor Charlie's in the background. It's like, what the fuck am I doing here right now? These guys are already fighting. <laughs> Charlie Benante was such a great guest. Great work, guys. He also added, so many KISS podcasts are so overprotective and sometimes too precious of KISS. But you guys, Tom and Zeus, plus your amazing guests, kept, keep it real, raw, and honest. This is why I'm such a big fan of your podcast, even though I'm 100 episodes too late. Anyways, better late than never. Keep it on. Keep it real, guys. Shout it out loud. Anthony, thank you for coming in. Doesn't matter when you come in. What's that Paul line? Doesn't matter what what floor of the elevator you get off on the Kiss elevator. Just just join the fun. Thank you, yeah, Anthony. Exactly, Mark Stewart. You guys talk about Kiss tattoos. In my opinion, of all the tattoos that rock metal bands wear, Paul's rose tattoo is the most iconic. Iconic, maybe because it's probably the one that's just so always you. It's always visible. I got one for you. Aussies. Bon, jo- bon Jovi's fucking uh, Superman one. Yeah, and that and that that one that Ozzy has across his yeah. chest because he always the has a shirt blue, off. Yeah, the blue fucking like I don't yeah. know demon thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Marty White jumped in on Mark's comment. Oh, the Tramp Stamp Vinny has now <laughs> now cool too. <laughs> oh come on. And then he wrote, I think there was something wrong with my Dubai stream because these songs were the songs that they really played. Great show. I guess this must have been his set list. Okay. I've had enough into the fire. The oath. That's you. She watching you. That's me. I stole your love. That's Chris. Mr. Speed. Was that Chris? Charlie. Charisma was Chris. Unholy was you. Uh, Dirty living. Good. deep. Oh, yeah. Nice one. Lover all I can, which I anthrax is done, which I can't believe no one took. Yep. Satan Sinner. Yeah. No. They call her Domino. Jericho. Chris. Yep. Parasite was you. A hundred thousand years. He put no drum solo. <laughs> Excellent. That makes it that much better. And then rock and roll hell. 
Ooh, Rid- wow. ridiculous list. If Kiss had the ability to laugh at themselves, the beginning of the show is marked not by rock and roll by Zeppelin, but by fanfare. Oh. You wanted the best, but you got a mess. The <laughs> oddest band in the land, Miss. Oh, ooh, God, he's being the, rough. The group appears from a cloud of smoke in their dynasty outfits as alarms and the words man battle stations <laughs> torpedo are heard over the PA. <laughs> Out comes torpedo girl to open. <laughs> Read my body. Oh, God. Then she kissed me. Oh, what is he you, doing? What is you he You can doing? see where this is going. Of course. Of course. Great expectations. But speeding back to my baby, hold me, touch me, just a boy, Shandy, uh, all night, she's so European, rock hard, let's put the X in sex, that's the kind of sugar papa likes, burn, bish, burn, and when you wish upon a star to close. Why is he throwing speeding back to my baby in there? That song's fucking amazing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) It reminds oh. me of that awesome skit uh, that Saturday Night Live used to do. It was like, yeah, it's the underground, underground. Oh, We're yeah. going to have all these bands here. And he'd like, name these stupid bands, uh, Mrs. Potato Dick. <laughs> this or that. We're going to have wild coyotes on meth. And then in a, a performance by Creed. Like, it'd be like one band in the middle. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that shit was awesome. Underground Records is back. What up, yo? I'm DJ Super Soak. And I'm Lil Blaster. And in case you didn't notice, it's that crazy-ass time of year again. Easter! And what better way to celebrate than with the first-ever crunk-ass Easter festival? Easter! We've got the hottest underground rapping rock. These bands will give Jesus nightmares. With performances by Jump. Homeless Wedding, Frog Blast, Mary Poopins, Third Eye Blind, Butt Snap, Boys to Dicks, and Scrotum Fire. Oh yeah, Scrotum Fire. They my ninjas. <laughs> but one, Sneaky Priest, DJ Vladdy Debug, The Black Wiggers, Eagle Eye Cherry. And a very special acoustic set by Mrs. Potato Dick. Um, anyways, that's our uh, YouTube force, bro. All right, couple emails here. Uh, let's see, we got we got uh, buddy Kevin Northern. Great episode as usual. Congrats on getting Charlie Benanti on the show. And then as an uh, homage to Ethel Nickafessen from Among the Living, which for people that don't know that Ethel Nickafessen is nice fucking life spelled backwards. They also do another one called Dalib Nickafessen called called and it's that's nice fucking ballad. So he spe- he spells nice fucking episode backwards. I love it. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. Uh, Also wanted to say thanks for bestowing the honor of comment of the week on me. Very cool. Reading our comments and emails on each episode makes us, the fans, really feel like we're part of the show. So thank you for that. During the episode, I caught the comment imagining if Dynasty had Eddie Kramer's production. I've always loved that album, and I'm of the opinion that if it had, the songs are strong enough that it would be talked about in the same conversation as Rock and Roll Over and Love Gun. Love to get your thoughts on that. Looking forward to the next episode. Thank you, Kevin. I totally agree. Dynasty's songs are strong as it is with this production. You give it an Eddie Kramer type production, that may be the fucking greatest album. Who knows? But again, thank you for the uh, the feedback. We always appreciate that. Our buddy Doug Walton. First of all, just want to say thanks. You guys are the only thing getting me through the pandemic. 
I love the drafts, love the album reviews, so entertaining, and you always make me think about the music in different ways. For example, during the setlist draft, Zeus brought up the idea that what if Kiss had released the studio songs from Alive 2, along with the best of solo albums, as one album, somewhere between Alive 2 and Dynasty. That blew my mind what an album that would be. I put my own playlist together doing just that, basically creating a non-existent album. Then he says, what? What 10 songs would you put on that album? And if that album existed, where would you rank it compared to the rest of the catalog? Anyways, you guys are awesome. Thanks again for providing a few laughs during a really shitty time. Go Bruins, Doug. That's awesome. Toronto. I I was just going to say that. I didn't even get, I know he's from Toronto saying go Bruins. Yeah, that must be miserable. Doug, thank you so much for that email. That's awesome. And uh, that may be a future episode. That might be yeah. a, a what-if episode. So we'll hold off on giving you an answer on that. But thank you for that. And Zeus, I think we have a couple more emails before we move along to the topic. Yep. Set list draft. Tony Smith. Great show as always. Loved everybody's set list. Your guests make the show all the more better. But I was almost ready to get Zeus up on involuntary manslaughter charges. Oh, this is let good. Me, let me explain. Toward the end of the episode, I was eating lunch. I have a mouthful of sandwich, and Zeus makes a comment about dropping a hot ass. (laughs) I nearly choked to death. Public service announcement to all listeners. In the interest of your health and safety, do not consume food or drink while this podcast is running. If you get hungry or thirsty and can't wait, at least pause the podcast Then after food and drink consumption, resume episode. Listen at your own risk. Tom and Zeus are not responsible for your personal injury or death resulting in uh, listening to Shout It Out Loudcast. Awesome. And Zeus is an attorney, so he'll make sure we're not liable. (laughs) Max alias Ultimate Kiss Setlist Strap. This was an interesting episode, and Jericho had it right. Draft in the order of the show set list. Fucking A. Oh, boy. Oh Here we go. God. That said, Zeus had the best choice to a concert I'd want to see. He had two flubs, though. One big, one small. The small flub was having two Peter Chris song back-to-back with Mainline, then Black Diamond. I realized that afterwards. Eh, I'm not sure how that would work. You're right. More attention should have went into shuffling the selection. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Max. (laughs) We'll consult with you. This is like, uh, you know, he he thinks he's, uh, uh, what's the fucking band manager's name there? I can't even think there. Chip Magoo. (laughs) (laughs) To To not make that mistake. Now the big flub. For stating that Rock and Roll Over is possibly his favorite Kiss album, he had no songs from that record. Listen, it's my favorite. The be- my favorite song off it. We've already done the episode. Was yep. Mr. Speed? Love them and leave them. And they were already drafted by other people. I would have definitely drafted them. But I like Rock and Roll Over because not only are the songs all great. There's no real dud on it except for Ah See You. Um, but it's consistent. I love the artwork. I love the memory of me thinking about when I bought it. So I had that as my number one album so far. Right. Okay. So it doesn't mean that's my favorite of all time. Now, surprise it eating shoes. Take me instead of take it off. Except for that. It was a great list. Don't let a Twitter poll skew that fact. I like take me. I think is very overrated. A lot of people love that song. I get it with the whole 
put your hand in my pocket, but uh, I'm not that big of a fan of it. I think it's a good song. I Nothing so. that is that worthy of the of the love and affection that it gets. I think somebody brought that up. I don't know if if we missed the comment or something, but I think somebody said, I can't believe take me wasn't taken. And uh, you know, look, we deal with the entire discography. Not every song is going to be taken. We only had four people doing 15 songs. It was 60 songs. Take me is a great song. I like it a little bit more than Zeus obviously does, but I see, I see what you're saying at the 45 minute mark, Tom, I'm going to read this one. Listener interaction. Tom and Zeus, after listening to this week's episode, I had to take a few extra minutes to let you know how much I appreciate your interaction with your fans. As I've been listening to each podcast over the last year and a half, I've noticed how the fan feedback, like I said, 45 minutes into this, um, the fan feedback party show has gotten longer and longer and longer. On this week's episode, you didn't get to the guest music 45 minutes into the show. This time, 46. Um, that's freaking crazy in a good way. As Shouting Out Loudcast has grown in popularity, instead of having less time for your fans, you're giving more time to your fans. Look, I'm not going to pretend to be a podcast expert, but for me, that's what sets your show apart from the all the other podcasts. You make your listeners feel appreciated like an important part of each show. I love hearing everyone's feedback. I'm too busy checking in on it all day basis. So to have you guys dedicate the first part of each show to listeners' comments is amazing. And the fact that you go through all of it from Twitter to Facebook to emails that set you guys apart even more. Thanks again, Tom and Zeus. I believe I speak for many when I say you make us all feel like we are one part of one giant dysfunctional family. Keep up the great works. You're awesome. Deuce. Man. And that is the uh, comment of the week. Good answer. Good answer. I like the way you think. I'm going to be watching you. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that. I don't know what to say. We, we, we love Deuce, but, you know, anytime somebody takes time out of their day to write an email like that, um, just appreciate it even more. So we, we thank you, Deuce, so much for that. We, you know, we love you, buddy. You're a huge part of this, the Shout Out Loudcast family. Um, and you're right. You know, the feedback does take up a lot of time and we want to continue doing it. We enjoy it because we're not just reading the feedback. It's part of the show. We talk about it. We interact with the feedback and because it, and it's, it's become a, yeah, part of the show. It's a continuation of the previous show. Exactly. Where now and we're debating stuff that people are saying. Exactly. So, you know, people bitching to me about the, the way I set up the rules. Now I'm talking about it again. Or songs that were picked. Or songs right. that weren't picked. And yep. now we're having a discussion about it. I love that. I love the feedback. And what we get back from feedback is that you people love hearing us debate these things. It's not John from um, Minneapolis says, you guys are the best. Cool. Uh, so-and-so says, uh, I like you. Oh, you're great. Thank you. Right. It's, it's fun comments. And sometimes they're, you know, they're little jabs taken here and there are funny comments like Marty White's that we just read or, or personal comments. You read about people help that we're helping getting through the pandemic by, you know, enjoying the podcast. Those things are fucking incredible. And for Deuce, who's been probably top five, I would say at least maybe higher of our interactive um, yep. followers online and social media to still take time to change his format from Twitter to personally take the time to write an email to let us know and personalize that. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's why we do this shit. This is why it's fucking awesome. And we have the best fans out there. And we really appreciate it. And we love Deuce for doing this stuff. He's actually awesome. And, you know, there are times he gets on me. There are times he'll get on Tom. But you know what he is? He's a fucking loyal listener. And we love him for it. So thank you, thank you for that. Yep. That's the comment of the week. And Tom, 49 minutes into it, what's going on in Kiss World? Well, luckily, there's nothing going on right here. But seriously, it's like that. It's like that New Year's Eve Dubai concert came and went. That's like a fart in the wind. No one <laughs> even talks about it. Just gone. Uh, no, today we're recording on Wednesday, January twentieth. It's uh, the Star Child's birthday, so everybody, all the Kiss fans, are all going crazy with that. Um, and there's really there's nothing going on. The only thing that I just want to bring up briefly that me and you have talked about because I do want to get into the episode and talk some Kiss is. Um, our buddy Gene has kind of turned a corner here on social media in a very weird way. He, we got into this with our text chat, uh, our group chat with our friends. Like, ah, you know, ah, I'm going to cut you <clears throat> off. You know why? Because I just got alert on my Twitter account encapsulating exactly what you're going to say. Gene Simmons tweeted. Yes, I have tweet alerts from Gene. Okay. Sherlock, it's elementary. You did pass elementary. Did you not see now, what I mean? Finish, finish what you were going to say. Go ahead. So this all started with when we were talking about how, you know, we, we bash on Paul, the pandemic, Paul, the political post, et cetera, et cetera. But the one thing I will say when now that I'm comparing him to Gene and Gene's my man, I love I love him. Is that at least Paul will say exactly what he's feeling. He's passionate about his feelings. Gene has gotten into this weird habit of just retweeting stories and saying no comment passively aggressive yeah right and then fans will comment on his retweet and sometimes he's gracious other times he's even more passive aggressive with him so it's just kind of a weird dynamic look i know i love gene we know him we know how he interacts so you can kind of see and hear his voice when you're reading his tweets but it's just it's just it's just interesting. It's not. It's not bugging me. It's not bothering me. Um, but it, it's it. It's it's unique. It's different. Yeah, it's like a little surly gene sometimes. Yeah, salty Simmons maybe. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's surly Simmons. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just weird. And you know that that's his thing. And you know, like we say about Paul, you don't have to agree with them, but you, you, God bless their right to come out there and speak. So, dude, it gets to the point. Even my brother was laughing with me today. He brings it up. You see, Gene Simmons made a comment about somebody like on Twitter where he'll say something and repeat it and they kind of like mockingly make fun of somebody. Yeah. And it, it's like he's getting out there, you know? Yep. yep. So we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, that's the, that's really it. There's not much out there right now. No, it's dead um, quiet. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. So what we decide to do is, yes, the third song off a of Kiss album. You know, we, we obviously once we decided to do the second after we did best openers, we're going to probably go down the gamut, right? Yep. And uh, we're up to the number three. And Tom, this one kind of surprised me because you don't think of it as like, oh, okay, I, I know all the third songs off a of Kiss album. You know the openers. Sometimes you can remember all the the seconds, but once you start getting to the middle, it doesn't really. You don't f- focus on a theme, but we came up with a kind of a theme with the third songs off these Kiss albums. 
do we want to say what we think it is or do you want to wait? Well, no, we can, we can say what it is, but I just want to make a general statement about these types of episodes where yeah. people, are, people are like, oh, fucking third song, you do the fourth song. Yes, technically <laughs> that is technically that's what we're doing, but I'll tell you why I enjoy these episodes. It's not just about like looking at the third song, the fourth song. It's about talking about songs in a way that is unique to the show because we're not doing an album review. Most of the episodes where we, where we talk about songs is an album review or, or, or maybe a draft, but this is cool because we're talking about the third song from every album. So it's one song from every album. So we're, we're having a conversation about every album kind of. So I, I, I enjoy this because it's, I think it's unique and you get used to it because we're going to be going all the way down to probably frigging number 10 or whatever. But what Zeus was saying was to me, this is a very top heavy list because number three is not a strong number for kiss songs. Tom, I was surprised. It's not that it's not you. You say top heavy. There's some pretty bad kiss songs at number three. That's what I'm saying. I mean, when I say top heavy, I mean, there are some spectacular songs, but then it falls off a cliff into a bunch of shit, which is interesting because when we talk about set lists, no, not set lists. I'm sorry. When we talk about track listing, number three is it's kind of like you're you're not the cleanup hitter, but you're kind of getting into a groove. You shouldn't be having a dud at the third song. You know, those are usually at the back end of an album. There's a lot of duds here now again they're kiss songs we love them all but there's a lot of questionable songs here yeah there's just uh, for me what i picked up was like good god how's this the fuck who put, who decided to put this as the third song like what a fucking kick in the nuts this is on some of these albums like oh yep. you must have come to a screeching halt yep i agree so, it, it's it, interesting it, yeah uh, I, what i would like and i look forward to is the day that we take this list and then we get to song nine off every Kiss album. And then we put our number one songs for each and be like, this is our number one album, kind of. That's exactly what it'll be. Right? Yep. You're right. And be like, wow, imagine this is an album. So, yep. Yep. Anyways, we decided to do our usual on these episodes. We picked the top 10 songs and maybe mentioned two honorable mentions. Yep. This, I'm not sure where we're going to be on this. I know there's a couple here that there's no way Tom and I are going to agree on, but. I think there's, it's going to be quite similar. Tom, you're going to lead off this episode with your number 10. What is the 10th song so this, that you would play? So this is this includes all the studio albums plus the four solo albums. Yes, we okay. are doing the solo albums. Yes. Because they are considered official part of the discography. So We're not doing like Killers. We're not doing... No. Uh, Obviously, you can't do um, Smashes, Thrashes. But none of those things. We're talking studio albums. Yep. So we're going to start with number 10. We'll save our honorable mentions for the end. So this is two weeks in a row. I'm going to wave the flag for this song. And I can hear Zeus and hear and see him saying, oh, my God. But you're right. Number 10 is this.
That's right, people. You're going to hear it again. I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say for the record, I understand the title of the song and the lyrics are silly or stupid, whatever. But I like the song. I like the melody. I I enjoy the song. And it's the third song on Psycho Circus. Probably the best one. I can't even remember the rankings on that album because that album's terrible. But <laughs> that was my that's my number 10. All right. So if you think that title is pretty bad, I've always had this argument with other people. What do you think about for those about to rock? We salute you. That's just as bad, but that's a great song too, but that's a great, I wish that other people would agree with me. I always say like that is the most patronizing, pathetic excuse of a kiss wannabe anthem song. But but it's a great song. You know, but then when you think about it, ACDC has other songs similar. If you want blood, you got it. Like, you know, they yep. do some of that stuff. But the, oh, absolutely. Both of those lyric um, titles uh, for those about to and I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. They, the, change the title and maybe the, the chorus or maybe something, but whatever. I know I you like the song. I know. Now, I will tell you, I don't hate the song. Right. It's not a song that I'm like, oh, my God, this is so terrible. The title is just. It's similar to what I would say you said about danger. Like yeah. you can't stand the chorus and things like that. It's the same thing. The yeah. song isn't bad, but the chorus is just the title is just horrible. I gotcha. Okay. All right. To piss you back off, Tom. Oh, I'm selecting my number 10 is this. Tom, I have streaks in my hair. Oh, how can you? That is no. That song is that is. I don't even. I literally, let a loss for words of how bad that song is. <laughs> I love how much you hate freak. It's so bad. It's so bad. I think it's catchy as hell. It's a standout track on a pretty bad album. A no. great album for other bands, but for Kiss, I no. like Freak. Now, I think it's funny. After you just bashed my number 10, <laughs> I pledge allegiance to the state of independent. What's better, pledging your allegiance to the state of independence or the state of rock and roll? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. But I like the song. All right. uh, it, it's a, I get shit for it, too. And especially when people see what I didn't pick and pick this. But then again, I don't think there's much better. So, yeah, number 10 is Freak. Number nine to you, Tom. All right. Number nine for me. 
Yeah, th- this this one could have gone anywhere. And the middle of my list could have been mixed around a little bit, but we'll stick with this one. I love the album, love the song. Here we go. Carnival of Souls, Master and Slave. I love that song. I love that album. I can't wait until we get to the album review. We'll eventually get to it, but uh, it's a killer song. It was almost going to be a little higher than me, but like I said, I think this list is a little top-heavy with the, with some classics, so that's my number nine. Yeah, the song has grown on me, Tom. I will yep. admit it. I couldn't stand it before. I, I, I've made the comments before. I think the Gene songs on Carnival are much better than the Paul songs. Yeah, uh, I agree. Th- this song is a, a this song has grown on me a lot. Yep. yep. So, uh, Master and Slave at number nine. Number nine for me. Yep. 
hide your heart. It's fatigue factor. If I, I mean, maybe five, six years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have had it higher. I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I, I am. It's a good song still. And for number three, believe me, those other songs aren't better than this. I'd rather hear this than those. So hide your heart at number nine for me. All right. Well, it's our first duplicate because that's my number eight. Um, and you're right. A couple of years ago, maybe would have been higher, um, but it's got to be on the list. It, it, yes. was ne- it was never not going to be on the list, but I got, I got it at number eight for me. Yeah. So number eight for me is this. I got to put some uh, mid eighties kiss who wants to be lonely. Uh, the song is definitely better than the video. Oh. And when you hear it, I know there was some fatigue for me. Cause I really played during the eighties. I really played the shit out of this stuff. It's still yep. a, a pretty decent song. And when you hear it, if you haven't heard it in a while, like, God, yeah, I remember this. I really like this. Yeah. Who wants to be lonely for me? Number eight. Yep. Can't you can't deny that one, um, or maybe you can. We'll see. So number seven for me. I'm interested to see what you think of this one. I I, I think you like it. I think it's on your list, or either that, or you're gonna laugh at me. So uh, we'll find we'll we'll, we'll find okay. out we'll we'll find out in a second. Here we go. song off of unmasked talk to me see he's laughing i love the ace songs i love i love that album i know you hate that album i love that album i love the ace songs talk to me i like the ace songs i like this song it it is the problem with these ace songs on here look rip it out speeding back to my baby rocket ride shock me 
They're good songs. The lyrics aren't that bad. Oh, these lyrics are horrible. The whole song, the, yeah. all three songs on this, he it's like he came up with catchy riffs and stuff, but he didn't put any time into the lyrics. No, he, he didn't. He started not. getting lazy. That's yep. what I have a problem with on Talk to Me. It's not uh, bad, but yeah. I hear you. I hear you. That's where I'm at on your number seven. On my number seven, we have another duplicate, and that is Master and Slave. Wow. Um, six months ago, there's I wouldn't even have this on this list. I know. I'm surprised. It's wow. It's grown on me. I've told you. Yeah, I, I put it up there. I, you know, the songs that I don't listen to much, and I got, I'm starting to get into the more the Carnival Souls deep cuts and things like mm-hmm. that, uh, the Hot in the Shade deep cuts and things. I, I, they're in my mind right now. Yeah. By the time this podcast ever ends someday, I'll probably look back. Oh, how the fuck did I do that? At this point, yeah, I'd have. To, I think I may have put this as on smashes, thrashes, and shit at one point. Like here it is, number seven for me now. Yep. No. Well, but and smashes and th- smashes, thrashes, and shits. Redux review yeah. is that's coming. That's coming soon. Yeah, exactly. Um. So number six for me. This might get a lot of groans from people, but. This is a Mount Rushmore Kiss album for me. Everything on this album, I love the sound and the production of it. I'm not going to try to convince you that it's one of the standout tracks on the on the album, but I like it because it's Gene. Here we go. Third song off of Dress to Kill, which a lot of people think is one of the worst songs on the album, is Ladies in Waiting. Yeah, I know the lyrics are kind of eh, but again, it's Kiss. But I love everything on that album because I love the production. I like the chorus. I know, the, you know, the, the, the verses are, you know, you've been to the market and all that shit. I get it. But it's Dress to Kill, so it's going to make my list. Yeah, I, I Ladies in Waiting, again, it's another one of those. I The deep cuts on uh, Dress to Kill. Don't listen to them as much. So I, I have some affinity for it because I'm not, it's not overdone. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's not that very, it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, no, I, the, yeah, fucking, yeah, I you know, the, the, the meat looks good tonight. Shit. It's just, all he had to do is not have that line in there. He could, you know, he, but he could have, he could have just said, she was looking good. <laughs> and, you know, she was looking good. You didn't hang up on her. The girl with the big, big, big titties. Um, <laughs> Okay, number six for you. This is where I'm like, what the fuck? Where do I go? Yep. This is when all of a sudden you start realizing, holy shit, there's some fucking great tunes left. I'm telling you right now, I, I could change this order several times. So the fact that this is six for me shouldn't be taken as like, oh, my God. Like, I love these songs going forward. 
So number six for me um, is this. I went back and forth several times with this, Dom. You, like, our listeners just heard the song, but you haven't heard the song. So I'm still thinking about it, Tom, what I'm going to play. I think I'm going to go with, and I may regret it later, Got Love for Sale off a of Love Gun. First of all, I can't believe you had it that high because I didn't even think you liked that song. Oh, I do like it. Oh, I'm I not do. mad at you for that. I'm not mad no, at you for that. I, I, I do like it. I was wondering because it's, again, a non-fatigue song for me. Mm-hmm. I almost had it over the other songs that are probably well known yep. and played. Yep. But in the end, like I like those songs better, even yeah. though this is less fatigue. Yep. It's still a fun song. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, it definitely fits over seven eight nine and ten for me oh yeah it's it's proper above those i'm not sure where i maybe maybe i make it four five or six but for now i'm putting it number six got love for sale okay now my top five is like hall of fame like this is what i this is what i meant when i said the list is top heavy that these five songs well four of them are classic somebody else might think that the fifth one is like what are you doing you're gonna give me shit for having this at number five so let's play it okay
It was gonna. It's gonna make the list. It's probably your number one, but it was my number five, and that's off Destroyer, God of Thunder. Oh, yep, yep. I, 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 wow. I, I like the song. I don't love the song. I, I, I don't know. Uh, there's a couple. Okay. The, 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 my top, my the four above that are just are just better for me. Gotcha. No, I, I can see the and you know the studio version is different i get it than the yeah. live version oh yeah yep all right number five for me here we go That's right. Call the doctor. Oh, wow. Number five. Okay. And the rock and roll over version, please. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. Not yep. the fucking changed up versions of all the ever compilation albums. They did. No, no. It's still catchy as fuck. It I, is. It's still iconic. It just they is. Call me. Dr. Love. Oh, and just yes. the in, in Peter's like little shuffle beat during the verses and stuff. Oh, it's it's just awesome. Yeah, it's and, just, and, that, and that guitar solo by Ace. Oh, it's just it's amazing. Yep. So this is one of the things that we were mentioning rock and roll over before. Opening with "I Want You," right? Mm-hmm. Solid opening track, kind of a cl- classic Kiss song. "Take Me" is a again we were just discussing it. It's a deep cut, kind of, but it's a popular deep cut. Mm-hmm. It's like a Mr. Speed type of deep cut. The real fans know it. It's not a deep cut. If you call up Sonny and say, hey, you like Mr. Speed? Like He's not going to go, what? Of right. course I do, he'll say. Of Same course. thing with Take Me. Yep. Real Kiss fans know it. And then you go into calling Dr. Love? Mm-hmm. That is fucking solid. So a, a lot of this may have to do with you know, your feel of an album, too. So it may not be your favorite song, but, you know, knowing that it's the third song, sometimes it's, you know, it's like a baseball hitter. Who's a better hitter? This guy's a better hitter, but who's a better number three hitter? Right. This guy is, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. So yeah. Number five for me is calling Dr. Love Tom. Okay. All right. Uh, so number four, so my number one was automatic. You already know what it's going to be. My two, three, and four could have been shuffled around depending on my mood. Uh, so number four, no one's picked it yet. So here we go. Ooh, yeah! 
That's right. Off the debut album, Get the Firehouse at number four. I'm just going to let you know now that's my number four. So go ahead. Okay. Nope. So what can you say about Firehouse? The studio version, the live version, every version. I love the song. I know a lot of people prefer the live version because it's a little peppier, but I'm on record of saying I really like that kind of slow studio version. It's just a fucking classic song. Could have been number one for me, but it's number four. Yeah, it the backing vocals, the dual vocals, yep. all that shit. Is that Paul? Is that Gene? All that stuff. And then when I see it on the Mike Douglas show, oh, and the sirens. Oh, you know me. I'm a sucker for a siren and a kiss song. Yep. The live, a live version of it is incredible for me. Ooh, Gene's ass just set the house on fire. Exactly. Yep. Get the firehouse. Um, yeah, that's number four for me. Easily. Oh. All right. So n- back to number three, another duplicate calling Dr. Love was my number three. Do you like calling Dr. Love? <laughs> Do you like rock and roll? I like rock and roll. I like kiss. Do you like seventies like- kiss? Kiss is cool. I like kiss. I like, I like, I like kiss albums. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be my friend. Oh, here we go. Uh- What's your number right. three? This is where I'm, this is this <laughs> Um, I have not decided yet where I'm going, Tom. So you, I'm you're doing just, this in real time. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm handwriting them in the three songs. I'm like, which one do I go next? Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with this as my number three. Hit it. <laughs> track lick it up and i guess the reason why i might like that song better than all these songs on the list i still think it's one of the catchiest fucking paul stanley hooks that he's got i think i think i love the chorus and those are paul that is a classic paul stanley chorus i don't like it as number three i don't like it as where it's in its placement Fucking lead off the album with it or something Or do something different That's the only reason I'm moving it So I kind of prefaced it earlier with saying You know, maybe this is better But where it's placed uh, As number three I don't like it there The song kicks ass to this day Whether it's the live version 
Jericho loves the whole won't get fooled again portion that they put into it. You don't like that part. I like it. I think it's a different variation of a good song. I've heard them do it a fantastic live version. I've heard it done sloppy too, but even, but the studio version is still, it's fucking incredible. And then I love that. I told you about it. And we were talking about in the last episode, that whole family guy where the guy in the Hummer, the only channel that he can find in his Hummer is lick it up because it's such a, Toxic masculine song But the song is just You know just think about it Back then when you look at lick it up The title itself It's fucking It's provoking It's you know it's in your face That song title and it's kiss being Ballsy yeah fucking lick it up That's the name of our album that's the name Of our fucking single It's kiss and they're being ballsy about it The chorus is just fucking Paul Stanley classic And uh, yeah that's my number three Yeah the album is way Better than the song I, yeah. I, I, I like the live version I'm not a, I'm, You know me I'm not a big fan of the, of the Studio version but I'm, I'm surprised You didn't have that higher but uh, I, th- I, I Think I know what you're, what you're Pretty sure I know what your number one's going to be but we'll Find out okay so my number Two is what I think Your number one will be but we will find out So uh, here is my number Two number one but something else was going to box it out so number two off a of dynasty is short no something easily could have been number one one of the true greats in the kiss catalog we talk about this as much as we can whether it's the studio song the video we just love everything about this song so that's my number two okay that's my number two as well oh wow okay yeah and there's a reason for it okay we know what my number one's going to be but i don't want to get into it yet Sure Knows Something is such a fucking great song. Great song. Somebody else could make that a hit today. The video makes this one like a Mount Rushmore song for me. No doubt. That's how much I love this song. Yep. And you're going to get the same thing. Like, then why the fuck do you have it as number two? It is the same thing as I just described in Lick It Up. I don't know if it should be there. I think it's more inclined to because you got the kind of the disco song first. You've got Ace, and then you throw in like a mid tempo kind of 
song in there. I'm not sure if that's where it really needed to go. I don't think of it as a third song. Right. I fucking love this song, Tommy. Oh, yeah. I know. I think it is so underrated. Even the unplugged version is insane. Yep. When that beginning, that middle part was just, oh my God, it's just fucking incredible. Love the song as a number three. I put it number two for me. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it, well, what can you say about the song? It's just one of those songs that just transcends the Kiss catalog. And we say it as much as we can. That video elevates it. Do you know how good it is? It's that good that I've had that in my car where my daughter complains when I play Kiss on. Oh, she yeah. doesn't complain about that song. She yep. actually asked me a couple times to play it again. Same thing. Oh. My same thing. My wife and son, they they, they I mean they, they know the Kiss catalog, but they yeah. love they love this song. How can you even you don't even have to be a Kiss fan to like this song? It's a great crafted pop song. It just is. No better video in all of their catalog. Yep. Now that now that being said, it's hilarious. It's both of our. We can't stop talking about, it, but neither one of us have it at number one because yeah. because it's not a number. Th- I think of a number three, and I still think there's something about where you. if we, we talk about it, where a song falls in an album means something. But go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I get you. Well, you knew what number one was going to be. I mean, you, you you've already picked it. It's Gene. It's Love Gun. It's a deep cut. You never hear it. It's not on any compilations. It's just a standout track for me. And uh, that's Got Love for Sale is my number one right off the bat. I was thrilled when I went through this list and realized that that was number three on Love Gun. So that's my number one. Love that song. Underrated. That's one of the reasons why I love why so many great things about Love Gun. A mix of hits and deep cuts. And uh, we'll eventually get to that when we do that album review. Yeah. Um. I like the song a lot too, Tom. I, I know that's a real favorite of yours is a deep cut. Yep. Um, and that's your favorite probably album, maybe. So it to be number three, whereas you start off with, good God, I Stole Your Love, yep. Christine 16, and then they fucking blast you with Got Love for Sale. Wow. That's a good way well, to kick off an album. Number one for me is the studio version of God of Thunder. Yep. So one of the reasons I picked it because it is very similar to what you just picked, Got Love for Sale. And that is it's kind of like a little bit of a formula. Mm-hmm. And that is the first two songs are, are, are Paul, Gene comes in at number three. Which is why I didn't want to go with Sure No Something. I want the Gene song at number three because that's what I'm used to. Just like sometimes the set list. Yep. Right? They'll yep. come out and open up and then move into Deuce by number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, God of Thunder. We did this when we did best three songs in a row. Yes. And I had this, Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, and God of Thunder as the best trio. And because God of Thunder anchors that album, then it fucking falls off a cliff with expectations. But that song at number three stands out specifically for me as a number three because it anchors that huge triplet. And then the next song afterwards, a big dip. No, you're right. So, so you think of that three, you can remember it and you, it, it sticks in your head that that's the third song because in the next one, a lot of people are like, Oh, fucking pick up the record, turn it over. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. So, God of thunder for me. 
the the studio version is different than the live version. The special effects, the, you know, all that stuff, the production on it, the vocals, it's just badass. It's menacing. You're like, what the fuck is going on in this song? Um, and for me, I, I think of the best number three. That's it. Now, so that's our list. Tom, we usually do honorable mentions. You got two? I do. Um, you yeah, do? You do, huh? Very proud of you. Um, so my, my honorable mentions. So, again, these songs are, there's not a lot of great ones here. Um, but my first honorable mention was Who Wants to Be Lonely, which you had in your list. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was going back and forth on a few. I'll be honest with you, because I, I like Ain't quite right off of Paul's album, but it's just, it's, it's not enough to give it an honorable mention, you know, bang, bang you. It's a fun song, you know, tough love is, you know, kind of a, a poor man's heart of Chrome. Um, oh, don't tell Bruce that. No, well, no, I, no, I, <laughs> I like it. I remember when I told him that, Oh, no, no, I like tough love. It's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's not a, it's not as good as a version of heart of Chrome, which is spectacular. So for me, my other my my other honorable mention, I, I legitimately like the song, but it's also got that comedic factor to it, and that's burn bitch burn. Okay. So right. those are those are my two non non makeup honorable mentions. For me, I'm going solo albums, Tom. I'm okay. gonna go with See You Tonight from Gene and then Snowblind from Ace. Oh, terrible. <laughs> I know you hate that song. I love it. Terrible. Uh, when we do an ace review, you're gonna listen to that a lot more and you'll probably change your mind a little bit on it. You might you might be right. You might be right. Um, but let's go down the list, Tom, of what we didn't pick. I was just gonna say it. Go ahead. Going blind off of Hotter Than Hell. I mean, just I can't the lyrics. Like you couldn't put um, you know, forty three. You know, why does he have to be ninety three? The unplugged version is actually is is I think really good. The song is just not it's just not a good just, song. You know, what the fuck, buddy? Yeah, uh, ladies in Waiting, you took. Uh, nope. Snowblind, Honorable Mention, seeing you tonight. Honorable. You kind of mentioned Ain't Quite Right. That's not a bad song, but it ain't quite good either. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to admit I legitimately enjoy tossing and turning off Peter's album. I know you do. I'm I like you take it. I was going to. I was going to. I don't like it. I don't like that version. Okay. Um, Odyssey? Yeah, no. No. Uh, Keep me coming. We just talked about it. Worst song on Creatures for me. Yeah, not uh, good. Burn, bitch, burn was an honorable mention for you. Bang, bang, you is just like I say. It's a fine line between uh, take it off and then if you go too much, you get bang, bang, you. Yep. Tough love, tough shit. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not great, but it's on revenge, so it's tolerable. I almost took never enough, or better yet, known as. Nothing but a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is nothing but a good time by Poison. Yep. I, you know, it's not a bad song either. It's catchy, but it's just it's kind of a yeah. ripoff. And yeah. those are the songs number three. So I look at this list, Tom. I just want to say, for me, I know you took Ladies in Waiting, but go that going blind, ain't quite right. Tossing and turning, Odyssey, keep me coming, burn, bitch, burn, tough love. I pledge allegiance. This is me talking. Well, Never enough. It's just like, oh, there's some fucking 
like momentum killers on there. Yeah. That's like we said when we first started talking about this. I think it's a very top heavy list. I was surprised as we were creating the list. I'm like, oh God, there's a like there's a bunch of duds here. No, again, it's it's KISS. If if I made if I made a if I made a third song playlist, I would listen to it. I'd probably be skipping a lot of it, but I'd be listening to it. Tom, the one thing I've got to say, you know, and that is the elephant in the room here. Okay. You didn't put Lick It Up on your album. No. Not even a honorable mention. Oh, you know that. The song's terrible. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Oh I just don't God. like the song. Oh, I hear you. I hear <laughs> you. For- yeah, sorry. I'm- oh, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to upset you. <laughs> Oh Jesus! It sounds like uh, you know you're getting a little overreactive to this. Uh, well, you know, I'm there are hurt. Things that we can do for I'm you. very hurt. <laughs> it's just it's just not a great song for me. I hear you. I hear you, man. Yep. Well, so. that's interesting, buddy. I love these ones. They're always fun, and uh, you never know what you're gonna get. No, and the re and I said it. The reason why I like these episodes is it gives us the opportunity to talk about songs and albums without it being an album review. And and it gives us the opportunity to talk about every studio album in one episode. So I yeah, think that touch on them, yeah. You know, it and it creates a little bit of discussion and, and some fun and 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 that's that's what this is all about. So it's just it's kiss talk and that's what we want and we we know that's what you guys want too. So yeah. So get yep. ready who fourth song will be coming soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh I would I would kind of guess that after that there's no themes really afterwards. Right. Until you probably get to five or six where you might think it's an album closer, a yeah. side closer. So that might yeah. be something. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, Tom, you know what time it's next. Hi, this is Ed Spansberg of ClickTShop.com. And for all your shouted out loudcast gear and merchandise, please visit ClickTShop.com. At Click T Shop, you can find lots of Kiss inspired t shirt designs, plus mugs, hats, hoodies, pillows, and all new fine art selections. And now, here's your question of the week Tom, so what do we got for question of the week? So the question of the week here, I'm going to answer the question, but then we can maybe spend a couple minutes or two if we have any memories of this. So this is from Greg Gould on Facebook. And he says, whatever happened to that arena football team that Paul and Gene owned? Did they just lose their rears on that deal? Okay. So he's referring to the LA kiss, which was a team in the, from the, in the arena football league. So back in August of 2013, Paul and Gene purchased a share in that, in, in, in an expansion team, which was going to be called the LA kiss. Uh, and I'm sure people remember AMC had a TV show called Fourth and Loud. Do you remember that reality show that covered the background of the show? I DVR'd uh, it. Yep. Yep. It was, I mean, if you're a Kiss fan and a football fan, it was mildly entertaining. Uh, but what happened here is so they they made the playoffs in 2016 and um, they ended up losing that game. Uh, after that, the captain uh, of the team announced his retirement. And then this is kind of funny here. The LA Kiss stopped answering their telephones <laughs> during the 2016 offseason. The roster was liquidated. Then um, in 2017, Sports Illustrated did an article saying that the band, Paul and Gene, had pulled its support from the team shortly at the end of the season 
stating that they had done everything that they could to keep it alive. Uh, the minority owners of the band of the uh, excuse me of the team tried to find new investors to keep the franchise afloat, but were unsuccessful. So Paul and Gene didn't really. I don't know if there's really no information about if they lost anything financially, but they got into it and they got out of it. So yeah, it's one of those Joey Casada thoughts. And that is when he says Kiss doesn't do things on their own Kiss is presented with stuff And they'll do it If they can make a share without putting their own money in So I remembered Kiss in some of the shows They did a concert at the end of the year For season ticket holders People would raffle out stuff And do things Kiss inspired It was branding More Kiss branding Yep. So it's one of those things that you kind of see out there And you're like you know, only Kiss can do this. You're not going to see, oh, uh, the Miami Dolphins are playing uh, 38 Special Eagles this week, right? <laughs> only Kiss can get away with this. Yeah, what, what the LA Kiss, they play in the Duluth Duran Durans this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever. And it, and it just, it, it was very Kiss. Paul and Gene with their walking in with their sunglasses on. It oh, was, yeah. Yeah. It's just pretentious shit. It was just fucking. And yeah. I, I didn't think it portrayed them in a good light. I think they, they came across as just superficial and very like, you know, Branding. we we are here. You yeah. are there. You, the fans. Exactly. I just, well, now, that being said, if you're a football fan and a Kiss fan, which we both are, and if you're a collector, which I know I am much more than Zeus, you go on eBay, you go online, there's some really cool Kiss, LA Kiss uh, merchandise. They have like little football helmets with a Kiss logo on it. They have some stuff. So, you know, I mean, it's it's a pot of history, but it's probably not one that they'd like to, uh, you know, think about it with, with a smile, I, I would say. Yeah, good question there. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you, Greg. Good question. And always give us your questions. You know, once in a while, we'll send out that famous red button asking for questions. But um, if you have one, you don't have to wait for that red button. Fire one off. Email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, DM us. Um, If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can send us a message through that for a question. And uh, every episode ends with with a viewer question. So thank you, Greg, for that one. Yeah. Tom, where can people find us? All right, so kind of as I just mentioned, uh, well, the best place to start off is our email, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com, and then we're on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, very active, interactive. Uh, Twitter is probably the best place for kind of that immediate conversation feedback, um, and we have a, the the Facebook page, the, the Loudcasters Facebook page. We're very interactive in that. It's a great toxic-free Facebook page. Um, and as you heard with our question of the week uh, sponsor there, our buddy Ed from Click T Shop, he's got great stuff, Kiss-inspired graphics, including the Shouted Out Loudcast logo, which he designed. Uh, and we're also part of the great uh, Pantheon podcast family. Tons of great new shows on there. Um, our buddies Chris and Aaron from Decibel Geek are on there. Our buddy Jay from The Hook Rocks is on there. Um, tons of great stuff, so check them out. And again, we are on Patreon. If you check us out, if you think that you want to uh, be a part of that, please do so. We would really appreciate it. Yep. And uh, I always like to double pump 
the tires on our email, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. DM us with any questions, comments, or thoughts that you want to share with us. And please give us one of those five star star child reviews on iTunes, podchaser.com, or anywhere else you can leave us a a rating sometimes on facebook as well i believe but those are really greatly appreciated we love them and we obviously will give you a shout out if you do one for us so that is greatly appreciated and uh i know he already did the question but ed at clicktshop.com clicktshop.com is where you can get all your shouted out loudcast merchandise anything that you're interested in go over there and he's got plenty of it and plenty of other kiss inspired uh, stuff up and you'll probably uh, find something you'll like over there but tom we always end up our episodes with famous last words you got any for us today of course i do and it's gonna and it's this song again i've been a rebel for all my life i never cared about regulations i only went for the things i liked and my guitar was my inspiration yeah if there was ever a time for a fucking settle down, it's settle down, Stanley Eisen. Uh, you see, you just can't appreciate a good pledging of the allegiance, except for when it's in freak. Yeah. Settle down, birthday boy. <laughs> exactly. Party, party hat, Paul. All right, Tom. I'm the one who gave you what you've never had. You said I should be gentle and be good, but hoped to hell I would be bad. Okay. Speaking of settle down, <laughs> relax, please. <laughs> oh, he's so bad. Rough boy. <laughs> settle down with your ace Fraley type lyrics. Exactly. Relax. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Everybody out there, Kiss Army, shout it out loudcasters. Everybody, thank you. Zeus, thank you. Patreon fans out there, thank you. Especially, we love you guys. Thanks. Peace out, Girl Scout. of households that start the year with peloton are still active a year later 92 percent because of a bike not just bikes we also make treadmills and rowers oh let me guess for elite athletes only right nope it doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals 92 percent stick with it so can you try peloton bikes tread or row risk-free with a 30-day home trial new members only not available in remote locations see additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.